Alright lads, this podcast is a member of the Vices of Wrestling podcast and network. Visit vicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcast, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions and updates across the world of wrestling. Sometimes you get bored of N64, so let's watch wrestle till our eyes get sore. We love the Tivoli, but there's so much more wrestling around the world. Making friends and making times and wrestling around the world. Hello everyone and welcome to what I'm going to call episode 12.5 of Sarah and Sarah wrestling around the world it is a week since the big ott weekend wrestlerama 2 um i plan to record a bit earlier in the week just gonna give my thoughts and feelings on the show but you know real life gets in the way it was a bit manic and to be quite honest if you don't know me or you've never been with me at shows or if you're listening to this and you have no idea who i am i tend to shout a lot at shows i tend to get really loud and obnoxious and of course what did I do? I uh, damaged my voice. I lost my voice so I was waiting and I was going to record last night which was Milkshake Friday night. Shout out to uh, Milkshake Friday all you lovers out there Um, and I fell asleep. Um, I fell asleep at like 10 o'clock so I didn't record and I woke up this morning with a massive massive cold or flu. I don't know what it is but um, all the gang that were at WrestleRama weekend Nearly, I'd say 70% of us have, have had something over the week. So there was definitely something in the air at the at the uh, Good Council GAA Club, the arena in Sure Road. But my God, um, this is going to be a quick one, half an hour sprint. It was one of the greatest weekends of wrestling I've seen. One of the best weekends I've had, full stop, um, top to bottom stellar. From meeting up with everyone going to Token on the Saturday to going for drinks after contenders on, on the uh on the Sunday night. Top to bottom and the wrestling was fantastic. I'm sure by now anyone who is anyone on Twitter has talked about the Walter Jordan Devlin match. It's something now OTT WrestleMania is up on VOD, go check it out, OTT on demand. It was one of the greatest spectacles I've ever seen in my life. If you don't know Jordan Devlin, if you don't know Walter, if you don't know the build, if you haven't seen anything, it doesn't matter. The match, the story, it tells itself. You don't need to have watched anything previous to know what was going on. They tell the story so well. They they built it up perfectly. They have the promo video explaining it all and they have, you know, Maxter, Sean Guinness, who is one of Jordan's friends, like he was against Walter at the show before and... He got absolutely destroyed by Walter and like he's warning Walter, man, he's like something you haven't faced before. You have to be careful. And Jordan, you know, he was representing OTT, he was representing Ireland against Walter coming in. who It was like a gust of wind. He's been on three shows, including that match against Jordan last weekend. And it's something else. He, he's something like we haven't seen before in OTT, someone coming in. And he went up against the import killer and... It was, yeah, the story. that I know I keep going back to it, but having David Starr there as Jordan Devlin's second and Timothy Thatcher as Walter's second, like, it couldn't have been more perfect. Like, David Starr, who's never beaten Walter, having to see his friend 
just get absolutely demolished by this monster of a man. Uh, sorry, Aval- that's Avalanche's nickname. Um, but yeah, uh, top to bottom, perfect. And I think Jordan had to lose, personally, I really feel. I don't think there's anything else for him to do as champion of OTT. And whatever WWE UK thing aside, it was time. I mean, his run to the top was the best. Like, when he turned heel in, it was June of 2016, he turned heel in the main event. I remember it was Damo against Luther Ward. He came out, Paul Tracy, and they, and they interrupted the match. It was, that was the start of something big for Jordan. And, th- you know, it went from there. He hadn't lost. I remember his great, great match with Tyler Bate that night. And it, we went strength from strength from there. And WWE UK happened and he didn't get to be on the big Scrapermania show in the stadium. And that was kind of, that kind of felt like something missing because he was going on this unbeaten run. And then he had that match against Moose. And we were just kind of saying, like, I think it was Jamesy who said it. He literally jumped from being a heel to a face and won the crowd over. He did. He literally jumped from the stage to the ring. Jumping from a heel to a face. You couldn't help but love Jordan after that. And then his rise to the top, kind of calling out people like, where's his title shot? Where's his big opportunity? Where's his main event? He was in the opening match on countless occasions, stealing the show. And people had to take notice of him. He was one of the biggest things in wrestling at the time. And still is. I I really feel like other companies are starting to take notice now of Jordan Devlin. A progress uh, Super Strong Style 16 weekend. People are really starting to take notice of Jordan Devlin. And who knows where things are going to go from here. I mean, he made an appearance then at Contenders the next day in ring. Very emotional. Um, he's taking his ball and going home. He's he lost his smile. Jordan Devon lost his smile on on that day, and it's yeah that's that's what happened. But I'm very very much here for Ring Camp being an OTT a lot more often. I'm here for Walter as champion. Um, there's some crazy crazy girl in the crowd when Walter and Timothy Thatcher are getting announced for the main event. It's just this big long scream. I don't know who that is. Because it's very distracting and not at all very good. I think she should have sat down and be quiet. Because I think that person probably had a really, really sore throat then for the week after. But it was perfect. I, I can't stress enough how good that match is. Even people who were present that night, when that VOD came out a few days ago, they went home and watched it immediately. They had to see it again. The The arena on Sure Road captured you know it it contained the audience so well i've never heard such a loud audience as i did that night for jordan devlin's entrance it was roaring and the crowd were so engaged from the very first match to the end i can't stress enough how good it was and i know for a fact that our section had an absolutely fantastic time the whole way through it was definitely one of the best shows that ott have ever done and like it it started off with Paddy M making his return, which was great. We really missed seeing Paddy M and OTT. We got to see him at that Trinity Brawl show, and it really made us realize he still has so much to give. And he came out to a roaring reception, and we missed him. And he teamed with Session Mott Martina, and who came out to every time he touched by a Cascada. And God damn you, Martina, 
that song gets stuck in my head and I just have to dance and it was re- it was really good. Martina put in a great shift at the weekend. She she had another match then at Contenders, which I'll get into a bit later. But they were against the team of rough stuff and it was the perfect match for Paddy M because he got to show off and do what he does best. And it wasn't too long, it wasn't too short. It really showcased it really showcased him and hopefully it isn't just a one off. Hopefully that means that we see Paddy back in OTT permanently. I actually think him and Martina going forward are they're a good duo. They're they're the lad and the moth from the flats. So, you know, that would be fantastic. And from there, like there's so many good matches, even on the way to the show, people are like, Oh my god, we're getting to see Juice Robinson, we're getting to see Kushida, we're getting to see Strange Strickland, we're getting to see Timothy Thatcher. This this card was as good as any other card that you'll get in the world. Uh David Starr against Timothy Thatcher was so, so good. I could go on for days, hours, you know, years about Timothy Thatcher and how good he is. And by God, was it great to see him back in OTT, the, the king of Sure Road, I would like to say. And I actually really didn't expect him to win against David Starr um, because David Starr is kind of being built in OTT a bit more and he's been around. And But it makes sense because it played into the main event perfectly and it did its, it did its job. Um, I can't speak highly enough about Timothy Thatcher and I really hope that with Walter being champion he might come over more we might see more of them as a tag team um, it'd be great to see Rinkamp against anyone in OTT Kings of the North against anyone um, maybe put them against Maxter and Jordan Devlin and have you know who knows uh, like, and then like Juice Robinson against Tomohiro Ishii those guys are just a few days removed from finishing the G1 climax they could have come over here and easily just put in you know a standard bog standard match with you know because you know they didn't have to a lot of imports you know are used to coming over and just kind of doing whatever but by god this was a g1 climax standard match these guys did not rest at all and it was unreal juice robinson's charisma as he came out to the ring was ridiculous just that opening bars of his music and the hat and the glasses and the jacket and the merch he's absolutely fantastic and just he was so adored then by the crowd but obviously they were like supporting Ishii because you know he's he's big match Tom now and it was yeah it was it was stellar like and then we had the women's title match and it was great to see Sammy Jane back after her injury she's she's our champion and against Katie Harvey and Valkyrie, you have that story going between themselves, best friends. But, you know, there's a bit of tension there. Valkyrie kind of stole the... Katie Harvey could have won, and Valkyrie kind of stole the win from her. And it's great to see the women's division getting time. It's great to see that it's getting built up even more. I didn't really expect Sammy Jane to retain, but I'm I'm glad she did because there's they can go more and more from here. And... They had then the women had a great match on the contenders the day after with with that six woman tag match, and it was Amy Lonzi replacing Tony Storm, with Session Moth Martina and Katie Harvey against Raven Creed, Debbie Keitel and Valkyrie, and at the very start of the match, Session Moth was like, I just want everyone to realize like this is six Irish women in this match right now, and seeing that just warmed my heart. And at these contender shows, they are kid-friendly crowds. Like, there's lots of little girls that go to contenders. And it's just lovely to see. Like, they're probably looking on 
And going like, I can be like them. I can do this. And all the different types of characters in the ring. All the different styles. It really is the women's division, I think, is going to go from strength to strength. And I just really hope, in terms of the title, that they get a new one. Using that generic old title isn't great anymore. Especially considering now the OTT title is a brand new design. The tag titles are quite new and the gender neutral. And there's kind of, there's a there's a structure going on between all those three. And then you have that generic women's title. I think a new title will do the division justice. It will do the job it needs to do. Because it, just, it doesn't make sense using a title. And that another company also has especially in the UK it's it just it's not right and it's not fitting and I really think that they should now invest in a new title if they want this division to be taken very seriously I want to be up there with one of the best in Europe which it has the potential to be there's so much talent you know to hand for OTT and if they use everyone right there's no reason why it, it shouldn't be or it couldn't be one of the best in Europe but yeah, again, and another another big thing for Irish talent this weekend was the more than hype legit one hundred match, which started out with some Eddie Rockets chance for it for the lads for more than hype, and Eddie Rockets. If anyone's listening who works for Eddie Rockets, or you know has any relations in Eddie Rockets or anything like that, please, 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 get them a sponsorship, because they deserve it. Um, they made me and my friend Emma G shout out to Emma G go to Eddie Rockets one day off the bat of the promo video being released for, for that show the da, 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 Eddie Rockets it, it gets stuck in your head and I have to say love me some chicken tenders and cheese fries shout out to shout out to all you cheese fries lovers out there Um, I'm so happy more than hype one there was, they were always going to win really they, they couldn't have broken them up but there is always that kind of shred of doubt, you know, when you love something so much and you believe in something so much that they're just going to kill it. But but they didn't. They beat legit 100. And it made sense. Like I've said before, the more than hype boys, they're three best friends and they're kind of going on this journey together. They always team together. They have the matching gear. They have they hang out all the time. They train together. They go to companies in the UK now. They're going over for overseas training together. They're a, a proper unit. And Legit 100 were put together for that being the elite show in December. And you could see that there wasn't really any connection between them other than they were picked by John Marnell to be in the match. And then that's no shade against them because individually they have their own merits, they have their own strengths, especially uh, Scotty Davis and, and Michael May who are going to have had some stellar matches in OTT this year. And I think Curtis Murray turning heel is, is what's best for him. Um, he, he turned heel after the match when he refused to shake um, more than Hype's hands after Michael May and Scully Davis did and a bit of dissension between there and he teamed up then with Shane Strickland replacing Jordan Devlin on the contender show and saying how happy it was that he had a teammate who he could rely on and trust whereas Shane Strickland then just took the piss out of him along with more than Hype which, which was very funny and it went on a bit long at the start of the match I have to say but but it was great fun and yeah, I, more than hype can go from strength to strength here. Like they said on the contender show that they took out Legit 100 and now they're going to take out the mongrels. And this sort of gang warfare story, it didn't have very many kind of high points. Uh, it didn't play out as well as I thought it would. But if it means more than hype ruling the roost now at the end of it, you know, I suppose it doesn't really matter how you get there once you get there. And 
I'm very much so looking forward for what they have to offer. They're three very, very bright young talents. All three have their different personalities and all three have, like, you can tell that they study their tapes. Some of the tag team moves they bust out. Like, everyone who knows me knows I love the Motor City Machine Guns and you can kind of tell, like, they're, you know, they're using tag moves. They're, they're working together rather than just being three guys who like to say blah a lot. And the the reception that the finish got when they they finally beat legit one hundred was absolutely fantastic. The crowd was really behind them, and they really believe in the young talents that they are. And onwards and upwards from here, L J Cleary leading the way as as the gender neutral champion, and and the guys are tag team champions in Five Factory. So they're the big belty Blair boys or whatever they're called, and the 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 future is so bright. I. I just keep thinking about this card and the amount of fantastic matches we had. And the diversity is what's really important. It wasn't just, you know, hard-hitting, fast-paced. It wasn't, you know, they had a bit of everything. Like, for instance, the Aussie Open Club Tropicana match, which is something I think I'm going to have to show my friends. The the Jose Idol coming out and doing his big speech for Captain Sexy and Aiden. And they're doing it for Africa and coming out to Toto's Africa was a moment I don't think I'll ever forget. With everyone putting their torches on their phones on and belting out that chorus is up there with one of my favourite moments with my friends. It was beautiful. Everyone was just so happy. And they were so engaged with these guys. They started out as purity. They were purely comedy on Contenders. Just and now they can put in a shift. They really can, and they did great against against Aussie Open. The whole thing was like betting on how long they could last against them, and they lasted their ten minutes. They got there and they did it, and Mark Davis being enamored with Jose Idol and the lads before the match started, and Kyle being like they're absolute clowns. What are you doing, man? It was it was really fun, and it was. It was really well paced on the show. It was really well needed. It kind of gave us a breather in terms of, you know, all the really hard-hitting matches. And that was a great one, even though, like, it was still a great wrestling match. You know, it... There's so many matches on this weekend, and there wasn't really very many low points. Like, Shane Strickland and Kushida. That was unreal. Kushida really is a star and to see him come out in a GA hall in Dublin, Ireland, that was I never in a million years. Never in a million years. And Shane Strickland, as the OTT crowd said, he's one of our own. And he we have taken him in and we do treat him like one of his own one of our own. He gets cheered so much by the crowd and the crowd are pretty well behind Shane Strickland in this match. Because I suppose we like familiarity. We've seen him before and we love his entrance and we love how good he is in the ring. And like I was kept saying, that's our evolved champion. I, I kept shouting. And we got the announcement then. We have more New Japan talent coming over. As we hear, Los Ingobernables de Japón. It's, it's the four lads and Evil, Sonata, Bushi and the main man himself, Tetsuya Naido, coming over. And yeah, I, I got a bit emotional after this was announced. Not just because I was seeing LIJ, who I love, and I'm lucky enough to have seen them before. It was the fact that if they're getting the four of them over, there would have been a one, there would have been one more with them. And that, that's Hiromu and 
yeah, it, it made me really sad just thinking how beautiful of a moment it would have been to see him live in my hometown and in, you know, in a stadium 15 minutes up the road for me. But I just hope that he's getting well soon. I'm sure at this point you've all seen the great, great video of him basically giving up the Mr. Belt, Mr. Belt being relinquished and the, and the lovely drawings after that, the video he directed. It, the fact that he can express his talents in that way, he can make those videos and not have to wrestle. Like He is something else and I really, really hope that the, like, the reading, what I've read is true and that he'll be back in you know nine months. Um, that there's no nerve damage and he's doing okay because that's all I want for Hiromu. But like the, I and they're like Will Ospreay's gonna be on that show and Shane Strickland and we have our champion Walter now, and I really really do think that they're gonna go from strength to strength and I got my tickets for this show as everyone else did and, you know on that weekend as well we're gonna have Defiant Two which is gonna be the second all female show, and I really hope if people come over for the fourth year anniversary show that they're going to come over for Defiant 2 because the women deserve it and last time it was excellent and I really do think this time is going to be excellent as well you know we have the likes of Jordan Grace coming back and we have our own like our champion Sammy Jane and Chris Valkyrie and we're getting Katie Ray and Viper over and like we're saying like Emmy Sakura, Katie Harvey, Viper, Sammy Jane like there's so many great great people announced for this show and I hope people come out and support the women. Unfortunately, last time attendance was a bit light, and I hope this time people make up for it and come out in their droves after seeing some great wrestling the night before. But the even the contender show last weekend was so so fun. We got to see Juice Robinson against Scotty Davis, and it was great to see Scotty Davis get that opportunity and to see him at seventeen years old hang with the IWGP US champion in that way. You know, he didn't really miss a beat. It didn't seem like, you know, a, a rookie against a well-established guy. And Juice Robinson's a star. I've always loved Juice Robinson. Even harping back to his NXT days as CJ Parker. I know people are like, what is wrong with you? How did you like CJ Parker? But I did. I thought he was great. He had that great feud with Tyler Breeze. And I thought it was really unfortunate when he got released because I really thought he could have done something. But of course, WWE do what they do and they jobbed him out to all the big indie stars coming in. And it's funny now seeing him at like a top of the mountain per se in, in New Japan. And I really hope he comes back over again soon. And he had the likes of Michael May against Sean Guinness. That was another great match. And Terry Thatcher, the NLW champion against Aaron Carney in the main event. And that was another great one. And it's good to see Darren get a bit of spotlight on, on him and on how good he is and how quickly he has grown into his own. He's He definitely holds his own now as one third of more than hype, for sure. But yeah, what's next now for, for everyone in OTT? It's, it's going to be interesting to see where everything goes from here. I have no shadow of a doubt that's probably going to be Walter against Will Ospreay at a fourth anniversary show. I really think that's the match they need to go do. Like the only, I think the only other crowd that I've done it are at that Defiant, um, company. So, fingers crossed. That's what we get to see. And what shows am I now going to in the next few weeks? Well, I am going to, uh, British Shake Up in two weeks in Manchester. I'm getting to see Liger, Show and Yo. I'm getting to see Flamita. 
Bandido. Oh, they're going to be, jeez, they're going to be on fourth year anniversary show as well. That card, lads. Seriously, everyone should come over to OTT that weekend. We'll all go to the bullshit, have a few powers, have a few drinks. Great time. Um, and yeah, I'm going to that and then the Progress Wembley show and then Tag League. And then OTT is going to be soon after that. So be be getting some great content in there. I know that uh, Sarah Classic is going to the WXW Progress Doubleheaders uh, two to three nights, I know, um, next weekend. And I'm, I'm quite jealous of everyone going over there. Um, the lineups look great, especially the WXW cards. Um, it, it's going to be a good weekend and a great, great build-up then for Tag League Weekend. And just, you know, might as well plug something for everyone that's going to Tag League. I'm running... The Overhausen Open, powered by Monster Consulting. Well, the two Sarahs are running it. Um, it's going to be a great night. Um, our good friend Avalanche, Bobby Dreisker, has has bought the trophy for the winner. And who who's going to win? We'll have to wait and see. It's, it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be after night one of Tag League. Um, uh, well, I'm starting back my league soon. I'm going to be lacing up the bowling shoes once again and, and entering more tournaments because I have to win this thing. How embarrassing would it be? You know, I've been debating whether I should play or not, but then I realised I don't really want to be called a coward if I don't play because I don't really want to be called a coward. How embarrassing is that? That's like the worst thing you could be called. Um, But that's going to be a ton of fun, I know for sure, and delighted that people are actually really interested. And even my bowling friends are like, what the hell is Oberhausen Open? Well, I'm like, it's this uh, tournament powered by Monster Consulting. Have you never heard of it? <laughs> well, you have now. Um... But yeah, so I think I'm going to leave it for here. I know it was a really short one, but there's so much great content that you can check out on the Voices of Wrestling Network. So many great podcasts, and I know a ton of the guys are going to All In next weekend, and I'm actually quite jealous. It looks like it's going to be a fun one with, with so much to do, and I know there's going to be a, a free podcast that, that the guys are going to be doing, uh, Rich especially. Um, But yeah, um, so go check out all the great stuff on there. Go sign up for the newsletter. And I'm going to leave it here. Go check out WrestleRama weekend on, on, on demand. And please let me know what you thought. And yeah, can't wait for the next show. I uh, can't wait to be reunited with Sarah Classic. And in her words, Ian, sing us away. Now the show is over And we still haven't met Rover Time to get some rest and recharge But join us next time, won't you? And we'll discuss all those big issues Like Jesus, Waller's hands are so damn large Making friends and making times And wrestling round the world